Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by MyBookie. Use code SICKFIX for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet, win, get paid. Marinero, the sick podcast. What a pleasure today. We're going to be talking football, but we're going to talk a little bit about life as well. Talk a little bit about everything. And I not only love having conversations with professional athletes, I also love having conversations with their father or their mother or a sibling to find out what it was all about growing up with that athlete or, you know, bringing that athlete to the games. And one guy that I know brought his son to many of his games and many to his competitions is Stacy Elliott, dad of Dallas Cowboys running back, Zeke Elliott. Mr. Elliott, how you doing, bud? I'm doing great. Happy to be here with you, Tony. It's uh, it's a pleasure to be talking with you today. I'm really looking forward to it, to tell you the truth, because Zeke is not only a great athlete uh, or not only a great football player, but he, he was a tremendous athlete in, uh, in, in basketball as well, in track and field. He played a little bit of, of baseball, and you yourself were a great athlete as well. Your wife was a great athlete, and people ask me all the time, you know, what, what does it take to, to build a great athlete or mold a great one? I say, I, I don't know. How would I know? But you would know. Let me ask you this. The fact that you were an athlete and your wife was an athlete, does that, you think, put the chances on any family side of having a child who becomes an athlete as well? Well, you know, that's a very good question. I think it gives the child the potential to win, as they say, the uh, genetic lottery, but it doesn't always turn out that way. Um, Me and his mother, being athletes ourselves, competing at the highest levels in college and things like that, we didn't want Ezekiel to be what, I hate to say this word, a dumb athlete, you know, or someone who's – whose um, self-esteem is wrapped around just playing athletics. And so, but he was different. When he came out the womb, he just started making balls out of socks and turning trash cans into basketball hoops. And, you know, and so it was something that he he really enjoyed doing. And what we have done is just demanded excellence from him. Now, your wife was a high school state champion in three sports, uh, of course, you were a uh, linebacker for the Missouri football team, and so you were in football. And because you were in football and Zeke practiced three or four different sports, did you want him to go into football? Did you push him to go into football? Not at all. We didn't even push him into sports. But since he loved sports from a very young age, like almost like when he came out the womb, we just demanded excellence from him. He said, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it 120% and you're going to be great at it. Put your effort in. And um, that's what we did. So um, never pushed him towards any one sport. Now I will, you know, I would be uh, remiss if I said that when I saw him excelling in football, it didn't tickle my fancy and get me excited. I was, I won't, I won't lie on that one. That's pretty cool. It's the Sick Podcast of Marinero, and it's brought to you by my bookie. Use code SICKPICKS for a 50% deposit bonus bet. Win, get paid. You can place your bets on mybookie.ag. All right. Uh, you know, the, 
the conversations I've had with parents of athletes, everyone is different. For the most part, the one thing that I see uh, is the parents that didn't put pressure on their son or their daughter uh, and just made them go out there and enjoy it and have fun are the ones that have had the most success. Was it like that as well for Zeke? Or if he didn't play well in a big game, did you tell him about it? Did you let him have it? Was it a positive conversation? Did you stay away? What was your method? Just encourage him, you know, with with the with the highs, you know, praise him with the lows, um, encourage him to keep grinding, to keep pushing hard. So we literally, he would tell you that me or his mom, we never discussed his play on the field, nor did we bother his coaches from little league all the way up to through college. We just stayed out the way and trusted the process. And as long as he was enjoying it, we was enjoying watching him compete. Now, Ezekiel's a different guy. <clears throat> he came out the womb. He put pressure on himself. You know, they Ezekiel has never done anything half speed. He's always been competitive. And I've always noticed that his greatest um, games is when he had his back up against the wall. Well, isn't that something with uh, Stacey Elliott, Zeke Elliott's dad, we're talking about Zeke growing up and playing. And let me throw a scenario at you, though. He plays a big game and he plays a bad game, right? This is before he gets to the NFL, let's just say. And you think he's played a bad game. Everyone thinks he's played a bad game. But once he gets off the field, he's convinced it wasn't his fault. He thought he played a great game. Do you tell him or did you tell him, Zeke? What are you talking about, man? You played a bad game. Did that ever happen? You know what? He never, and this is real talk, Tony. He never played a bad game. Wow. But he had a bad play. Got in it. In a critical situation. When he was um, his senior year in college, and his high school team had went to state prior to that two times and lost. The winning touchdown that would have given them their state championship, he fumbled on the one-yard line. It was a freak play. Wow. Guy just hit it, and it came out, and he was devastated. And we were hurt that he was hurting. And so, I mean, it really, once again, we just, I didn't say anything to him but to encourage him, try to encourage him because he was really hurting. I want to get back to the fact that he played three or four sports. Uh, he was a star in football. He was a star in basketball. He was a star in track and field. He played some baseball. And I want to talk to you about multi-sport. Are you convinced that your son became the football player that he is because he played all kinds of different sports growing up and those sports helped his body and helped his mind become the athlete that he is today. Yes or no. Or if he would have played football all the time and only football, do you think it would have served him better? Emphatically, no. Him playing multiple sports has helped produce the competitive person he is, the athlete he is. Um, Tony, I, I, 
I wouldn't have done it no other way. You know, definitely track, football, baseball. You know, it's interesting. He was playing baseball. Yeah. And his little league coach, great man, Coach Merriweather, he always said that Ezekiel's best sport was baseball. Wow. He didn't want to play anymore. And his sister, my daughter Layla, was running track at the time. And, you know, I couldn't convince him to keep playing baseball. And he was about, wow, he was about 10 years old at the time, 11 uh-huh. years old. And uh, I said, well, you got to do something. You're going to do something. Maybe he was like 12 years old. And I was like, you're going to do something. And you're going to run track. He's like, no, nah, Dad, I don't want to run track. He started running. And I noticed with track, because it's the individual competitiveness, you up against someone. Yeah. It helped him to go to another level because he he – it was like one of his greatest runs. He was, um, I think he was 14 uh, AAU national champion in hurdles. He turned out to be one of the best hurdles in the country. Wow. Yeah. And I saw how track from a mental standpoint helped him zone in. And if he had to come back to win, it, it took him to another level, you know, and then basketball, I saw, just how that just brought a different, if I may say, flavor to the development of Ezekiel Elliott as an athlete and really a great football player. What position did he play in baseball? He played shortstop. He played okay. second base. Wow. He played catcher. Wow. All right. Okay. So let's, uh, we'll never know. But if you look into your crystal ball, had Zeke not chosen football, realistically, I'm going to ask you about those sports again, and you're going to tell me at what level you think he would have got to. Baseball. Major League Baseball. Wow. Basketball. Yeah, basketball. Mm, He could have probably played at a D2 school. You know, he could dunk, jump out the, you know, he just didn't ever grow into the height. Track. You think he would have made a U.S. Olympic team? I don't know. I don't know. Definitely compete on a high level in college, but you know, that track is a whole nother, that's a whole nother animal next level, but I don't know. Yeah. All right. Okay. So that, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, so talk to me about his, his college football career. And at one point, you know, were there ever any doubts that he had from making it to the next level and making it pro or ever any doubts that you and your wife had? As much as you encouraged, were encouraging, and as much as you supported, did you ever say to each other, as you know, you're late at night in bed and you're talking, you're saying, you know what? I don't think it's going to work out. Did that conversation ever come up? Never. Um, wow. Never. But Tony, this is the thing that I understood as a football player. Because you are good in Little League don't mean you're going to be good in high school. And because you're good in high school don't mean you're going to be good in college. And just because you was great in college don't mean you're going to be great in the NFL. And so what I, what we look for, what I look for in particular was, do I see the same Ezekiel Elliott in high school on the field at Ohio State? Or the same Ezekiel Elliott in Little League at John Burroughs High School? And so it wasn't, it took a minute for me to see 
Ezekiel Elliott, John Burroughs High School at Ohio State. Wow. The, on the same level, because Ezekiel as a running back has always been the type of running back that every time he touched the ball, he could take it to the house. And at Ohio State, initially, he would, oh, he'll get it, and it would look like he's about, he'd go on the second level, it just look like he's about to break one and get tackled or trip up or something like that. And so it really wasn't until his sophomore year at the near the end of the season when we played Wisconsin for the Big Ten Championship. I said, oh, I think he may have arrived. But when we played Alabama, and he dominated the game because, once again, he's always been the type of running back that dominated the game. Yeah. When he dominated that game, Tony, yeah. he knew he, was a, he had arrived. Ezekiel Elliott had arrived. There was no question in my mind. He was drafted by the Cowboys fourth overall in the 2016 draft. Going into the draft, people talked about him as the most complete back to ever enter the NFL since Adrian Peterson had done it about a decade before. So my question to you was, once he had arrived now, the pressures that came with being labeled as the most complete back in a decade, how tough was it for him to deal with that pressure? Uh, what did you guys do or what did the family do to maybe try and relieve some of that pressure off of him, some of the mechanisms uh, that came into play? You know, we really just continue to encourage him to be great and encouraged him. You know, if you look back at that, Ezekiel had his rookie year, had one of his best years since he'd been in the league. To really be honest with you, I think last year was the tough. That was the tough year for Ezekiel. Yeah. And um, and tough for his team in general. And so, but once again, just encourage him. You know, just encourage him to, to keep grinding, to stay focused. And don't pay attention to the chatter. You uh, you talked about how tough last year was. We're going to get to it in a second. It's a sick podcast, Marinero. We're in Montreal, by the way. Montrealers, are you tired of going to the gas station? Use Fuel It service. Whether you're at home, work, or anywhere in between, download the Fuel It Canada app today. Fuel It, bringing gas to the 21st century. Last year, at one point, Zeke was running out of gas. All right. Um, was he? Did he not catch COVID last year? He did have COVID. Um, wow. He got COVID. We had had a family meeting, and we was working on our family foundation. We we're all together, and actually, my daughter had got it. It goes well. Just she's graduated from the Ohio State University. She got it too. And and how was um, how was that dealing with that? How was he? Well, you know, COVID is taking a whole lot of lives in America and throughout yeah. the world. So, I mean, we were very nervous. Ezekiel had mild symptoms. He did have to take off, uh, I think, maybe three weeks from working out and stuff like that. But thank God he was able to bounce back from that, him and my daughter. It was a difficult season. Thank God you're right about that. Uh, difficult season for the Dallas Cowboys last year. And Dak Prescott goes down with that injury. How much did that affect him personally and professionally? I mean, like, like he and Zach, they're they're like this, right? Like, that's, really right? They're really they're, they're so close. So losing really a, a friend, a teammate, and and the type of working relationship that they have, where they rely so much on each other, how hard was that on him, and how challenging was that? I believe it was very hard on him. 
And it was very challenging for him. Now, I'm going to say this from as his father, who have been observing him from years as an athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and him have never really talked about how hard it was on him. But, you know, when you know your child, you can see it all over his face. Of course. Now, as a father, yeah. what I've seen when Ezekiel's been in these similar situations, he was able to put the team on his back. And I believe in his mind, that is what he wanted to do. That's what he attempted to do. Well, I don't want to know. I don't want to say because we're in the NFL is a whole nother level. But I, I mean, the reality is the NFL, you're playing amongst the best of the best. And when you look at the dynamics of the team, we had injury after injury. And, yeah. you know, Ezekiel had some fumbles and, um, you know, a few of the fumbles as a running back. I know Ezekiel ain't going to make no excuses from fumbling. And he's not used to fumbling, you know, but those plays where he has the team on his back and he's trying to dominate the game and then the and he fumbles and the ball goes another way. That he ain't used to that. Yeah. He's not used to that. And so when you start seeing the injuries and and with the line was decimated and um in other positions, you know, I know it was probably the most challenging season of Ezekiel's career since he was seven years old. Because as parents, we've been spoiled. We're not used to losing. Yeah. We're not. And it's the Dallas Cowboys. And unfortunately, they haven't won the Super Bowl in a long time, but they had such a great history. And now they're trying to get back there. And, you know, Troy Aikman, a quarterback, and Emmett Smith, at running back, of course, and Michael Irwin, at, at wide receiver. So I, the fact that he's playing for a team that Emmett Smith used to play for and was loved by so many and was such a great player himself. Does he carry some extra weight on his shoulders because he knows he's going to be compared to Emmett Smith? You know, no doubt, but it's not really being compared to Emmett Smith. He carries that weight because he knows he's going to be compared to all those legends that came through the, the Dallas Cowboys. But I'll be honest with you, playing at the Ohio State University, it yeah. kind of prepared him for that type of um, um, situation because, you know, the Ohio State in college football is very similar to the Dallas Cowboys when you talk about historic and great ones, some of the best to ever play the position. The, you know, in the NFL, we say Hall of Famers. But, you know, at the Ohio State, we talk about winning Heisman trophies, national championships, Dallas Cowboys, Super Bowls. So that type of environment he was used to coming from. But, you know, the Dallas Cowboys are a whole nother animal. Let's talk about the environment uh, of being, you know, a professional athlete and that environment that you're in. Right there. Uh, they the athletes make a lot of money. There's a lot of temptations now. You know, your 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 son is no longer 15 years old. Uh, he's in his mid 20s, so he knows, uh, you know, the difference in in you know what's right and what's wrong and all that stuff. But as a parent, do you still worry? I used to. Hey Tony, let me tell you something. What a lot of people don't know. First of all, that's a very good question. Thank you. Because a lot of people don't really understand when you're a parent of these professional athletes and an athlete like Ezekiel Elliott, because 
as I tell people, every athlete is not a celebrity. Every football player isn't a celebrity in the category of Ezekiel. Most football players are not known with their helmet off. When we won the national championship at The Ohio State University, that year, Ezekiel became a living legend at Ohio State. I had to, Tony, pay for security for my son. My son had to have security in college as a sophomore. Wow. That's strange. You drive your child to college, you drop him off, you hope, you know, he's going to do good in school and have a successful football career, and now you got to get bodyguards? Now you and your family, you can't even go to a restaurant because without people mobbing him and sometimes indirectly mobbing us? Very strange. You know, um, people, you know, I, I say this, and uh, I used to, it cracked me up because I used to help Urban Meyer with recruiting. Yeah. And I would cringe because in the back of my mind, you know, I'm talking with parents and athletes. I didn't want to tell them, look, man, I got, Ezekiel got bodyguards because that would scare him. Of course. And, you know, his most dangerous place when he was in college was on campus. Wow. Like that's, you know, like you don't expect that. We never expected that. And so when Ezekiel leaves Ohio State, he's really the biggest brand to come out of college to the NFL in this modern era when you really look at um, his him as a brand. And then and so he has to have bodyguards. He was drafted at 20 years old, Tony. And he's a real 20-year-old. He ain't raise himself. He ain't from the hood. And, you know, he ain't had no daddy. And, you know, you know the stories. Yeah, yeah, right? I hear you. Like, he's really 20 years old. Like, he, his mom still books his uh, uh, doctor appointments and things. And he's 25 now, going on 26. He so, is uh, Stacey Elliott. He's Zeke Elliott's dad. It's Marinero. It's the Sick Podcast. And you can follow us on all social media platforms and – and, and and watch us on Facebook and Instagram as well, of course. So follow us at The Sick Podcast. With, with his popularity and his greatness on the field comes, comes um, um, fame, comes the contract, comes big money. Was he prepared um, to be able to manage all that money? And was he ready for stardom? I know you said it prepared him in college, but was he prepared for the money that he was getting and did he go on, you know, at any point, a one day sick shopping spree where you had to say, Hey Zeke, calm down, buddy, calm down. No, no, no. He, I, we, we're very conservative ourselves. Now we don't come from multi-millions, but we're very conservative. And Ezekiel wasn't weird in Georgia and things like that until he was in college. And, and so um, so a lot of his upbringing, the way we raised him, raised our children, were fiscal conservative. So that helped. Yeah. Also, during the process of putting together a professional team, I chose everyone. And so I, I, I thoroughly vetted everyone. And so the type of financial advisor that we were looking for, we wanted to make sure that it wasn't one who just dealt with athletes. Because there's a reason why 80% of them go broke. Now, I can only imagine, Tony, when he got his signing bonus and had $16.9 million in his bank account, what was going through his head. <laughs> you know, but we are proud of Ezekiel. He yeah. um, 
has been very, um, based on how we set everything up and how his his team operates and how Ezekiel thinks, we're proud of him, um, very proud of him on when it comes to money. As a matter of fact, he's been making pretty good money off the field in business endeavors, which is not that common when you're such young, when you're young in the NFL, even though he's getting a little older now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's had some business ventures and he's been successful and even sold a company for a wow. few million dollars since he's been in the NFL. What company so, was that? Uh, I don't know the name offhand. Okay. Um, but one and, of his business ventures, I think I read golf balls or something like that, or? I know he's involved in golf balls. I'm going to be honest with you. I have, like, I feel good now. I don't, I'm not all in his business like that anymore. I hear you. you know? I hear you. Uh, listen, uh, did he, uh, did he go out and buy anything for Christmas or for the birthday for mom or for dad to say, Hey, I want to thank you for everything you did for me. And this is a little something for you. You know, I tell him, you know, it <laughs> Ezekiel has went beyond his duty or doing things for his father and his mom and his, his siblings. Now, look, I taught him this. As men, we take care of ourselves. We take care of our wives. We take care of our children. And I always told him, I said, listen, son, anything that you want, you deserve it. But let's always think five times before we spend money. And let's make sure if we can, in spending money, you're maximizing your earnings. You know, so that's in saving in taxes. And these are the kind of conversations we have. But the answer to your question is, you know, Ezekiel, he tried to do whatever he thought we wanted. And, you know, it was a few times I had to tell him, say, hey, bro. I said, hey, son, you got to slow down, man. Like, look, look, my, I bought my daughter this car. And next thing I look up, he done bought a car, but he ain't traded the car in that I bought her. It <laughs> <laughs> left me with a car. No, like, oh, son, hey, hey, listen now, appreciate everything. So, yeah, he, um, He's not a big spender, but I tell you, he takes he takes care of his family. That's that's good to hear. Aaron Arrow, the Sick Podcast. Go to sportbuffshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and more. Use code SICK15 for 15% off on all of their items so you can take care of your family by buying an officially licensed sports apparel of your favorite team, which could be, of course, the Dallas Cowboys and a hoodie for Zeke Elliott. I, I, I saw this a couple of days ago. He filmed his um, his his workout, one of his workouts, right? And I think he was he was running around trash cans or bins and stuff like that. He looked extremely explosive, but we know the fan base, and we know that the Cowboys are coming off of a difficult season, and it was a difficult season for Zeke as well. You know, a lot of them are like, ah, he hasn't been explosive in a while, and he's not the player that it used to be. How tough is it for you as a parent to either read some things from people going on 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 fan boards and saying he's not the player he used to be, or actually being at the stadium, being at the game, and hearing some murmurs about uh oh, this guy's not that good, or this guy makes too much money, or this guy's no Emmett Smith, or we lost because of him? Like, you know, when you read stuff like that or you hear stuff like that. It can't be pleasant. 
So how do you deal with it? You know, time and being his father has matured me in that area. Um, and then another thing, too, is there are things behind the scenes that I know as it relates to the team um, that can affect possibly a player's uh what it looks like they're doing on the field. Now, is it room for improvement? There's always been room for improvement for Ezekiel, but I don't have to say that. He would say that himself. Urban Meyer said that he Ezekiel Elliott is the hardest working player he's ever coached. Wow. So working hard has never been an issue with Ezekiel ever since he came out the womb. Um, but, you know, you you know, in a long career, you're bound to have a year that isn't um, as good as uh, your previous years. But, you know, Ezekiel Elliott himself set that bar real high. And so when the fans, whether they legitimately know what they're talking about or they don't, talk about their dis- um, displeasure in Ezekiel's play, they're based that on the bar that he set. Not the bar that anyone else set, yeah. but the bar that Ezekiel Elliott set. Of course, he's a two-time NFL uh, leading rushing champion and stuff like that. So, look, I'm going to put you on the spot here, but you're a big boy, and I know you can take it, okay? Look into your crystal ball for a second, if you can. What do you think the next year or two looks like for Zeke Elliott? I believe Ezekiel is going to come out this year with his teammates and have one of the best years in his career in the NFL. I see Ezekiel and his team, the chemistry, and them getting the Super Bowl. I see Ezekiel um, retiring, and I see him getting that gold coat. You know, a Super Bowl, a gold coat, winning a Super Bowl with his boys, and um, just finishing out his, his career in the NFL on top. I don't see Ezekiel the type of guy that's going to be around if he could for another 10 years. I don't see him like that. Besides Ezekiel, who's your favorite running back of all time? Oh, man. I tell you what. Barry Sanders. (laughs) I played against him as a freshman in college. Um, Oh, man. Barry Sanders got to be. Like like this, I, I haven't seen nobody. Nobody run like that man he retired way too soon but after hearing you speak just now about Ezekiel it almost sounds like you wouldn't mind if he went down that path to probably play you know several more seasons ultimately win the Super Bowl but retire sooner rather than later is that something that you would or the only reason why I say that yeah I'm just speaking as a father right now just I you know is like it's like, you know, after you win the Super Bowl, maybe you might want to win another Super Bowl. You know, I think it would be big on, it wouldn't, but you know what? The thing about Ezekiel is, if when he leaves the game, it's going to be, it won't be solely on him. It's going to be what his teammate, if he feel like he can keep competing at a high level. And like I said, this is just my opinion with his boys, because he's so team oriented. 
Maybe he'll play another 10 years. I but I just know that he's so competitive, and every year in his mind, it's one of these, a natty, a national championship, a Super Bowl. And that is how the Dallas Cowboys are. And so also to veggie back on your question, the fan base only reflect <clears throat> the organization. I mean, the fan base has high expectation. I mean, every year, the Dallas Cowboy fan base, we go into the Super Bowl. I hear you. Our haters, they be mad about that. So I'm only saying that maybe he would retire, but I know that how he thinks right now is really all about his boys. Even when he was holding out, he was so ready to just go back and play with his boys. So it's not so much about the business of him, the money he can make, or saving his body, because as you see, yeah, he may not have had the best season last year, but he never gave up. He always gives his body up, you know? And so there are a lot of other elements that Ezekiel Elliott brings to the game as a running back outside of running that football, too. And so, but anyway, so I could just see him a big, a lot of his decisions be based on his teammates. And that's why if you look at the Dallas Cowboys right now, out of all the franchises, they have the most players who stay in Dallas or stay in their hometown and work out together than any franchise in the NFL. Because that's the kind of guy Ezekiel is, and that's the kind of guy that he's around. That's cool. I got Dak back, you know, as a boy. You know, shoot. Last season ended with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl, a first in Tampa for Tom Brady, his seventh. Is there ever any is there any doubt in your mind who the best quarterback of all time is? Listen, you know, I'm sitting here with this this, this Ohio State natty yeah. ring, right? Yeah. But you know, I gotta keep it real. Tom Brady, he comes from that school. We don't even like to uh say the name. We just say from, from that state up north. Yeah. He got it. He's he, he's the goat. He's the goat. He, he's, he's the goat. Greatest quarterback of all time. My humble opinion. You know, Joe Monta- Montana. Yeah, he's right there. You know, but I think. Hold on, I, I got something for you. I got something for you. Hold on a second. It's unconventional, but I'll do this anyway. Now I grew up a Jets fan. But I grew up also um, a fan of Joe Montana. So there you have it. That's um, autographed helmet there. Uh, But so I thought he was the GOAT, uh, and he was, until Brady came around. I mean, there's just – there's no denying what Tom Brady's been able to do. I mean, how they put that team together – he led that team they put together down in Tampa – I mean, it is amazing. It's funny. I grew up a New York Giants fan. You grew up a Jets fan, huh? I grew up a Jets fan. We used to watch them on TV all the time. And Ken O'Brien and Freeman McNeil and Mark yeah. Gastineau and Klecko yeah. and Al. That and- Mark Gastineau. I wanted to be Mark Gastineau. Really, eh? Yeah? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. cool. Hey, I want to leave you with this. Besides Zeke, the player you most enjoy watching and why? Wow. The play I most enjoy watching in war. You know what? I don't have another player. Really? 
Uh, no disrespect to anyone else. I, no. You know, one of my best friends is Odell Beckham Sr. and Odell Beckham Jr. I love watching him. Yeah. So maybe him. Yeah, I enjoy watching him. I enjoy watching that quarterback in Baltimore, too. I enjoy watching him. Oh, yeah, I like him. He's electric. Yeah. You know, a lot of these play, but, you know, I don't, I don't really watch football a lot, though, outside of my son. I've just never been, like, big into sports like that. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And when it comes to watching. But, you know, I, I watch a lot more because a lot of the players in the NFL, I'm friends with them and their parents. You know, some of the biggest names in the NFL, um, I'm, I'm friends with their father and mom and their parents, and we all hang out and stuff like that. So I watch a little bit more. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm an Ezekiel Elliott fan, man, and when he, when he when he ain't on the field, I don't turn the TV on too much. Good for you. Uh, you sound like a pretty good dad to me, man. All the best to you, Thank your you. family, your son. All the best for the upcoming season. Stay safe, uh, of course, with COVID being what it is, and um, can't wait to get back to a game myself. I've never been to Dallas. But if I ever make my way there, I'd love to go see a Cowboys game. And uh, please, we love, we love. That's why they call me the ambassador. We love to host people. Ezekiel gets check this out. You asked about Ezekiel, right? How he is, yeah, with his money and you know how and how good he has been toward his family. Every year we have a touchdown suite in the suite, so that's why you see him. He run them touchdowns and he bring that ball and he get one of his sister, he get one of his grandma, his mama. I ain't got one yet, but you know I'm a dad. I'm cool. Yeah, I love awesome. seeing them happy. You know what I'm saying, bro? That's but, awesome. Uh, man, come to Dallas, man. Would love to host you and your family, Tony. Thank you for having uh, me on your show. And uh, thank you. Look forward to seeing you come down to AT and T Stadium. It was my pleasure. I hope we could do this again sometime. Maybe we'll do it okay. live from Dallas. He is Ezekiel Elliott's dad and a proud one. He is Stacey Elliott. It's the Sick Podcast. I'm Marinero. You can listen to us on all social media platforms and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Sick Podcast. See you, Stacey. See you later, brother. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by MyBookie. Use code SICKPICKS for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet, win, get paid.